This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hey, before we get into the show, I just wanted to invite you to the Festival of Sexuality. It's happening online April 7th to the 10th, 2022, and we have a fabulous lineup of world-class sexuality educators and facilitators. Sign up for free on my website or in the show notes below. Okay, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. I am excited to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Jaylene Bennis, and she is the creator of Bondissage and Elysium. Both are programs that license practitioners around the world in her uniquely sensual and provocative method of bodywork. She's also the creator of the Art of Bondissage online courses for sensual adventurers. She's a professional massage therapist trained in shiatsu, deep tissue, Swedish, and sports massage, and has studied cross-cultural healing modalities from Reiki to shamanic journeying. She's versed in Tantra and BDSM and believes in sexual exploration as a path to self-discovery and healing. I had the pleasure of meeting Jaylene in California. I went to her home in 2009, about a year after she created Bondissage, to train in it as a practitioner and to also train to be a trainer, to train other practitioners. And we hadn't caught up for almost a decade. So have a listen and let me know what you think. Jaylene, welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited to chat with you. Hi, Rebecca. It's been a decade since I've seen you. I am so excited about your work and congratulations on having a podcast. I know it's a lot of work and I'm just so thrilled to talk to you. And and you were one of the very first people that were trained in bondage. So I'd love to talk to you about kind of the evolution and what's gone on from that. Yes, please. It's amazing. I I remember when I first heard about it, Mm -hmm. I think it was Donia, and she said that there's this woman named Jaylene in California. I'll let you tell the story in a minute. But the way she told me was you did massage by day and you Mm -hmm. were a dominatrix at night and you wanted to put the two together and have one job instead of two. And Mm -hmm. so bondage and massage became bondage. Correct. Correct. A little different. I was doing therapeutic massage by day, domination at night. What I wanted to do was I wanted to do more erotic massage. And I didn't like the modality that's out there, which is I'm in my underpants and you're staring at my boobs and trying to shove fingers (laughs) where you shouldn't. And so my whole business model is based on fuck that. (laughs) It's like, fuck that. So I'm going to take what was my diagnostic session for somebody brand new to BDSM. And, and I just broke it up and interspersed it a little bit of kink, a little bit of massage, a little bit of kink, a little bit of massage. And it really took off. I went from doing maybe 12 ses- domination sessions a month to doing 60 to 70 bondage sessions a month 
all I was doing was fucking bondage and laundry. And, <laughs> and people were coming up from LA and flying out from New York. And you know, bondage has a lot of tools and toys and equipment and tchotchke stuff. And I did not want to take that stuff and tour, you know? So mm. I met Donia and she said, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I'd love to take a global and I don't want to travel. I mean, I live at the beach. I love my place. I hate to, I like to travel for fun, but not travel for schlepping all this crap all over the place. Yeah. So she helped with that. So one of my clients, I really thought at the beginning, I was going to make a DVD for couples. I thought that's where this was going to go. And so I trademarked the name and I copyrighted the sequence for the DVD. I had no idea it was going to go this way. I thought that I was going to attract S&M people who wanted more erotic touch. And I got exactly the opposite. I got people who had done Tantra or sensual massage that wanted to try something kinky, but didn't want to go to a dominatrix because it's too scary and it's going to hurt. Right. So bond massage is a really great, safe, fun way of dipping your toes in the kinky waters. Right. And then a couple of years later, one of the practitioners called up and said, Oh, I have a confession. Some people just want to come and do essential massage. And so I tie them up and blindfold them and I do that. So then I created Elysium, which is an even slower, more sensual, hardly just soft stuff, satin ties instead of the cuffs really slow meditative music instead of the kind of beat music. And the music is on Spotify. If you guys are interested, it's under CEO Bondissage. There's all the list for the Bondissage music and the Elysium music. And so I created Bondissage for me, but I kind of created Elysium kind of for the market, for people that were even too afraid to do Bondissage. It's like, because I forget, you know, I mean, being tied up or being blindfolded or being blindfolded in headphones is huge if you haven't done it. And I think many of us in the business just kind of get like blase about it and and forget how profound just that could be, you know? And actually, we haven't really said yet what bondage is. I mean, we've said that it's kind of bondage and massage, and you've said it's like kinky and a bit of massage, but let's talk a little bit about these elements as if somebody was totally new to them. Because one of the things I think that makes bondage different than any other erotic massage is there's a sequence that can be tailored to somebody's desires right and the sensory deprivation do you so do you want to kind of give an overview of what bondage is yeah i can talk you through i can kind of talk you through the sequence a little bit so bondage starts off it has a little bit of domination so if a client comes in they take the clothes off they come out naked they kneel in front of me we do some consent things out of the way is it okay if i do abc and then i put a, a leather collar on their neck and i put leather cuffs on their wrists and their ankles and then I will have them face down on the on the massage table and I have my massage table really cushy with big foam cushions and a Tempur-Pedic face cradle. So it's all yummy. And then there's a really soft blindfold that goes on and then headphones connected to specially selected music. So for bondage, the music has a beat. So when we do 
body percussion, which in BDSM is called corporal punishment, but it's not, you know, in bondage, it's more body percussion. I want to have a beat. In Elysium, there's no beat. It's all meditative and slow. So they have the headphones with the specially selected music. And then I, we tie their arms, their wrists and their ankles to the table. Not crazy, just tie them so they can't wiggle around. Then, Sorry to interrupt, but just to point out at this point, they've got music in their ears, their eyes are closed, they're face down. So they are, they really, attention is brought to their body. Because they can't Correct. see anything and they can't hear you talking unless you lift the headphones. So they've got the sensory deprivation going on already and they are somewhat secured to the table. So they, it's very vulnerable. It is very vulnerable. And for many men in particular, because men can be so visual and men can also be used to running the show kind of thing in these types of situations where they get to surrender and receive, it is the first time for many men that they're able to get out of their head and into their body. And then the same with you. I've had so many people cry at the end saying, I had no idea. So yeah. So having the headphones on is the music, but it's also where you, so you can't hear me in the room. You don't know where I am. You don't know when I'm pulling out of the drawer, you know, that kind of thing. Then we start by connecting to the body with our hands energetically. So when we train practitioners, the person on the table, you're not getting any verbal feedback for. So we really train them in connecting with their energy, focusing on their breath, focusing on nonverbal clues as to how they're processing this different information. You know, if, if we start maybe spanking and it's getting a little bit too much, many people will wiggle their toes you know, wiggle their toes. You won't find anything else, but their toes will wiggle or something. So, um, so looking for these kind of nonverbal clues, um, in traditional BDSM sessions, you give the person you're playing with a safe word can be red for stop, yellow for slow down and green for go in bondage. I specifically tell them that I am not going to give them a safe word the first time. If something comes up, if they're nose itches, if they got a cramp in their foot, just let me know and I'll fix it and we'll fix it. Subsequent sessions, I like to give them a safe word because I want to test their limits. I want to spread their limits and and kind of test their boundaries. Hmm. So that's one difference between bondage and more of a traditional BDSM session. For practitioners learning how to do bondage or for couples working with me, Women in particular think, you know, I don't know how to be dominant and I can't be this mean person. And it's being dominant is not about being mean. It's about taking charge. And I say, you know, if you're a mom, you already know how to do this. If you are a dog owner, you already know how to do this. You talk in very short sentences. You can be kind and loving and good boy and hands behind your back, good boy. And it really is only for those, you know, three to five minutes that they are on their knees in front of you and you're collaring and cuffing them. That is kind of the dominant submissive section of it. The rest of it, when they're on the table, and this is another thing too, they are not submissive. You know, they are not there 
to receive anything that I want to give them, right? As a dominant. This is really a play where the person giving is watching what the person receiving, how they're receiving it and what they're loving about it and expanding on that. So the person on the table is non-verbally and energetically telling us what they're loving and we keep expanding on that. So it's not, I get to do whatever I want to do with you, you know, when you're going to take it, it's more, you're running the show. On the table. And the practitioner, or if it's a couple, you know, whoever's doing the doing is in mm-hmm. service to that person's pleasure and their sexual energy and the right. journey that they go on and the journey you go on together. So it's not it, like there can be, like you say, there can be dominant submissive sessions where the dominant is doing what they want within mm-hmm. a consensual framework. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what bondage is. It's let me be in service mm-hmm. to this pleasurable journey for you. And so we have a, a sort of thing that we follow, framework that we follow. Although obviously, you know, if someone doesn't want spanking, we don't put it in. If they like a lot of caning on the feet, we put that in or, you know, so it, it's tailorable, which I think is great. You can still follow the sequence, but make it for them. Absolutely. So we don't talk a lot about the session because it takes the mystery away, right? So we don't talk a lot about what's going to go on in the session. However, if they've had some kind of experience before with SM or, you know, did they like spank, you know, have you had any kiki experience? And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, have you ever had a blindfold? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been tied up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Have you ever been spanked? Oh, yeah. So, and also kink is becoming more mainstream. So the sequence is what I we train people in. It is the sequence works. It's a little bit of this, it's a little bit of that. When people come to us for training, we take them through the sequence, we certify them in the sequence, and then I give them my blessing to do whatever they want with it. All the certified practitioners are trained in the same sequence. Everybody does it differently. And that is perfectly wonderful. And yeah, yeah. And you train couples, right? Do you give them, when you train couples, you train them in the sequence as well? I don't. I don't train oh. couples in the sequence. Generally, when couples come, they'll come for three to five hours. Oh. And if and if they both want to receive, if it's a hetero couple, I'll put the male on the table first. And I'll show the woman how to do kind of an abbreviated bondage. So nothing crazy, soft stuff, maybe the toothbrushes that, you know, vibrating toothbrushes, that kind of thing. And that creates trust with her and I, and she also knows kind of what's going on. And we get the gentleman on the table off. So he's not in that same kind of agitated state. And when it comes to she's on the table, he's more relaxed. She knows that I'm going to my focus is to protect her and make sure that she has a good time and to not rein him in, but to teach him how to, how she wants to be touched, basically. How how to be present to what she wants so he can learn to be in service to her needs and desires instead of his own. Correct. And by receiving what she does to him, that's already teaching him what she likes. You know, to be touched so slowly or so mindfully. Yeah. You know, and not going right for the nipples of the genitals, you know, for all this. Pick up the whole body, right? The whole arousal system. Mm -hmm. Much more pleasure there. There's so much there. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. 
we uh, do some soft things on the body, on their dry skin. We'll use fur mitts. We'll use satin pillowcases, maybe feathers, something soft and sensual. And then we'll massage the body. We'll massage down the back and put a hot pack on their lower back. And then we do a little bit of massage and then we'll go like maybe drip hot oil down the crack of their ass and say hello to their genitals and get them all worked up. And then we go do the other arm, massage the other shoulder arm and and then go back and tease the bum a little bit and then go massage the back and then go back to the bum and maybe tease it with some vibrating toothbrushes, which are crazy, amazing and so cheap and nobody knows why they are. And they're my favorite sex toy. And then massage the legs and then wipe them down. And then we do a little bit of body percussion. So I always start with hands, you know, always start with a little bit of light tapping percussion. We don't want to mark anyone and this isn't an S&M session, right? So the way you avoid any kind of marks, if the person on the table is really liking what you're doing and wants you to go harder and harder is to warm them up and make sure that their bum is nice and pink and the blood is there. So then if you tend to go harder, you probably won't leave marks, right? And conversely, if they want marks, then you just hit them really hard right off the bat. <laughs> but there's there aren't very many of them. And then turn them over. We tie their hands up above their heads if they have no rotator cuff problems. And that's because it's a more vulnerable position. You're open. You're more vulnerable. We can play with their nipples. We do soft stuff again on the front of the body. We might do some nipple suction cups. We might tie up their cock and balls. And then we might just do a lot of sensation play on the front of the body, especially with men, always keeping them kind of at a slow boil, you know? Mm -hmm. So kind of, I like to always keep a hand on the genitals and kind of keep them always at a slow boil. Working with women is a little bit different in that I don't want to go to their nipples or their genitals until they are practically begging, right? right? Because like we talked about earlier, women have a larger part of our brain that's concerned with safety and we can't relax. To be vulnerable, we need to be able to relax and feel safe. And so if somebody tends to go right to these, you know, really intimate parts, you know, we're like cats. We're like, kind of closes up, doesn't it? You know, and we're just getting nicely relaxed, which is going to allow for an amazing orgasm. If you take your time. (laughs) Correct. And also with women, I tell them that orgasm is off the table. Oh, interesting. That I don't want them to orgasm, that it's just often, I mean, if it happens, it happens, but I don't want them to feel like, oh, this is taking too long and I'm going to fake it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just said, this is just a journey of pleasure. Orgasm is not the goal where it is the goal with men most of the time, but with women, I don't. That's really interesting. I think I said before we hit record, I've only done bondage for one woman. And I did with her, what I did with everyone, I was just give them the option. I said, look, you, you know, you have the option. So with her, I didn't want her to feel like you said that she had to chase it. Right. You know, 
And she actually wanted to. And we and I said, look, I can't guarantee anything, but we can try. You know, we kind of found our way there. With men, I, I let them know there's an option because I don't want them to assume that that's the only ending. Because some men struggle to orgasm or ejaculate. So I, I tell them there's an option. Some of them are like, oh, but I want to. And some of them are like, okay, tell me when I have to make the choice. And it's right. really interesting to watch what they do. With men, and we teach a couple of different ways to do the ending. I mean, we can get them off, you know. If it seems like it's not working very well, I will, like, if I have a male client, I will untie his hands and put his hands on his genitals because many men have a very specific masturbatory style. And once you see it, you're like, there is no fucking way I would have ever known to go. You know? Yeah, yeah. So very specific masturbatory style. So I will put their hands on their genitals and I will play with something else and they can get themselves off. Or if it's just not going to happen, then I can flip back into dominant mode and say, you know what? I want you to at 1155 tonight, I want you to jerk off into a teacup and I want you to send me, text me a photo of it. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of delayed orgasm. So it gives them something to think about. Again, we're bodies. We're not machines. You know, it doesn't always work with women going back to that. And this happened with somebody this big in the, in the field of big female sex educator came to me and, you know, we did the consent thing ahead of time. And she's like, I just want external play. Right. And that's great. And then on the table, she's like, I want you to fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. And I'm just like, no, uh-uh. because you cannot go past their limits, right? You cannot, it breaks the trust. And she's like, I just want you to fuck me, fuck me, put your hand in, you know? And I was just like, maybe next time, but no. And again, we're not talking to them. They have the headphones on, but it is that place where, especially for women too, that it would be fun to say, I want more, even though you don't really want it right at the second, right? Right. And sometimes it's fun to ask for it, but you don't really want it to happen. And so one of the things I learned early on as a sex practitioner, sexuality practitioner was that you cannot give true consent once you're highly aroused. And so whether you're in a privately playing with a lover or you're in a, a professional setting, you set your consent. I mean, there's some gray areas that you can play with if you're skilled enough, but generally you don't break the hard consent that you've set once someone's aroused you just don't do it you say you don't. that was really hot that you were begging me <laughs> and we can consent to it another time and then we can do it absolutely yeah. absolutely that's so important it is so important because if you go past their boundary you've just lost all trust right and you know? highly aroused is no different than like being in an altered state well, okay. drugs or alcohol right. and you can't mm-hmm. give consent when you're you know, not proper consent, certainly not professional, you know, consent for a professional. And right. so, yeah, no, this, I would absolutely agree. Like once someone's highly aroused, no matter what they ask you, if they didn't agree to it before. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that's for their safety and our safety, isn't it? You know, like it's both. Absolutely for that. And also for repeat clientele. I mean, I have people that I've seen, you know, every month for 12 years now or every three weeks or every week, you know, and 
Bondage has so many different things that you can do for sensation play and so many different ways you can vary it that you can really tailor it to somebody. Like if you're finding they're not liking the spanking, but they're loving the flogging, you can do more flogging next time. You find that they don't like X, Y, Z, you can do ABC the next time and, and just kind of tailor it to them. Many people, if they haven't done this kind of play, don't know what they like or right. think they don't like something. They right. think they don't want something. They may say, oh, I hate canes. But if I tap a cane lightly on your foot and you think that's amazing, then, you know. Mm. It's, it's so different. interesting that because I, I learned something because we learn from our clients as well, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I knew the sequence to more or less do that and tailor it to their needs. And then some chap asked me if I would cane his the bottom of his feet. And it never occurred to me to do that. You know, like, I don't think I would like that. So it didn't occur to me to try it on him. But as soon as, I mean, he was away. You're like, as soon as I was doing that, like, I didn't have to do much else, which is fascinating, isn't it? When you so find it the- is. It's called bastinado. Bastinado is the fetish of beating on the feet. And the trainer I just trained, one of our demo models was going bananas on the feet. She was using the vibrating toothbrushes on face down on the toenails. Oh my God. And he was going crazy. And then the ball chain flogger, she was taking the ball chain flogger and doing it in between his toes. And he almost flew off the table. So in Asian medicine, you can treat your entire body through your hands, through your feet, or through your ears. So it makes sense. And the feet also have a lot of small bones that are delicate. So you don't want to do any kind of hard specific play there, but certainly slapping or pounding or try the toothbrushes on the toenails. This was, I was, I love training because every time I train, I learn something new, you know, and I'm like, Ooh, toothbrushes on the toenails. I've never done that. That's really interesting. So yeah, feet are much not maligned, but much ignored part of the body that is so potent. Yeah, really. So I, I learned some, well, I learned from the clients and, you know, I briefly trained a few practitioners over here. Mm-hmm. I tell you one of the sexiest things I ever saw. So I was training this woman whose name I can't remember. And it was her, she, she was a dominatrix already, but she wanted to learn the erotic massage part of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was teaching the sequence. So she, when it was her turn to finally do the whole sequence on this chat, she came in, she was dressed head to toe, which I don't do. We'll talk about that in a minute, but she was, and she had these really high stilettos. And I was like, how is she going to do this? I'll tell you what she did. It was beautiful. Once she had him tied down, she sat so that she was kind of pressing on him. She took her shoes off Mm -hmm. and she made him hold the stilettos in his fists, one in (laughs) each hand for the whole of the session. Oh my God, that's brilliant. I was just like, that is genius. So in his mind, those were her stilettos, right? She was still stilettoed, but she was barefoot. <laughs> and also it keeps him from grabbing her or or going, you know, with the fingers and things, which is which is fine. You know, I mean, I often will put body part my body parts on their hands and then I pull away and tease that way. Yeah. So that is that is really, really fascinating. That's a great, that's that's really a great tip. Personally, I like to work naked and I'm very shy. I don't want to be looked at. That's my whole thing. I don't want to look. I don't want people looking at me. So I will tie them up, blindfold, headphone, and then and then I'll take off my clothes. I've had a few people come in and say, are you going to be, can I watch? Can I, I don't want the blindfold. And I say, you know, 
it is a really integral part of the session. I can agree not to blindfold you face down as long as you keep your face in the face cradle, but we will blindfold you face up. And then I also say, or, or I also say, well, I like to work naked, but if you have the blindfold off, then I keep my clothes on. So if you want to look at me, I keep my clothes on. And if you put the blindfold on, then you can feel my skin. So up to you. Mm, you know, but it really is not the same if they are not blindfolded because right. it's a combination of not seeing and not hearing us in the room. Mm. And part of being in bondage is being left alone in bondage for a little bit. So, and this is a little bit different from erotic massage where you want to keep a hand on the body at all times or as much as you can be connected to the body. It's okay in bondage to go. I mean, not go make yourself a cup of tea, but but to, you know, figure out what you're going to do next or walk around the table and look at them because they don't know, have you left the room or, you know, part of bondage? Where are you? What are you going to touch next? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the excitement. So it's built in. Yeah. 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 My God. It's just, honestly, I, I think you're a genius for putting these together in this way, really. And I, I've enjoyed every single bondage session I've done as far as I can remember. And something that really, I know that kink and BDSM can be healing, of course, deeply healing, if you, especially if you intend it to be. But sure. I've had bondage sessions where that wasn't the intention that I knew of, like he was coming for pleasure. But he told me afterwards that he'd had this huge epiphany and that it healed 25 years of something that he'd been working with a therapist with. And like, there was a chap, I think, that also saw, I think, don't know if he saw you and me. Yes, he came out, he came out to see you and he also saw Cleo out there and he had this whole epiphany coming out and it was- You remember he was going to make a film out of it or something? Oh yeah, he he found his inner female, right, Victoria? His inner- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we won't say his name, but yes. And it was just, you never know what's going to come up. You and know? he didn't know. You know, that's the thing is it wasn't like he was suspicious of something or thinking about it or it was news to him as well. But the but and that came out with you. Up. And that came out with you specifically. That feminine part of him, Victoria, came out in a specific session with you. And um, yeah. I pray ahead of time and I'm like, I just want them to have the most amazing session they've ever had and work through me. And I don't really have an agenda. I don't, in domination too, with S&M sessions, people will book sessions and they'll put a whole laundry list of things. And I'll be like, I just need three things that you're going to do. And I'll, I'll make sure you, we get to those, but I can't follow your script, right? It's not fun for me. You're not going to enjoy it. And that's that. And it, it never worked out that way. You know, you like you couldn't choreograph sex. Well, unless you're like doing it for television, but that's not actual sex. And Correct. you couldn't, right? And you can cannot choreograph even BDSM. You you have to have rules and guidelines and boundaries to keep it safe in a container. But if you prescribe it too much, you're not in the present moment and that loses all its magic, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And again, we have to allow for bodies to be bodies. And right. For bodies to shut down in the middle or not to want to do this or yes. whatever and not to shame them and say, you know, 
your body is not a machine, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, this is good. You know, that's why when I work with women, I take orgasm off the table and just be like, this is just a journey of pleasure just to see what your body likes and what your body responds to. Beautiful. And what's beautiful about this, there's no pressure to end up somewhere. Correct. You just enjoy the journey. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that is huge for some couples. I mean, how, how many times have women experienced pleasure just for pleasure and not ended in an orgasm and not had their male partner feel like, feel complete with that? Right, right. You know, just as a side note, in my other sessions that aren't bondage, mm-hmm. I don't offer penetration. I've never offered penetration. I don't need to, to teach someone to be ready for that. And they can go to somebody else for that. But what's interesting to me is time after time after time, I get told like, oh, that opens the arena for pleasure because now we can explore a million other things mm-hmm. and we're not trying to get to the part where we penetrate. I'm like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, so you know, Anal penetration as well, you know, with Elysium, you know, we, we do some internal penetration if the receiver is, feels open to it and if they are liking it and things like that. But with Elysium, I keep everything on the outside and it's all teasing because I want them to go, oh my God, I just wanted you to go inside. And you're like, "Hmm, maybe next time. And, and, you know, you did sex bod, didn't you? Did you do sex bod? In sex bot, I've heard that they do an hour external anal massage and an hour internal anal massage. And so doing that means you work incredibly slowly and you work very mindfully. And again, how often has somebody been touched that slowly? Right. You know, I'm, yeah. And without there being someplace to get to. Correct. No, we're not trying to get to penetration. We're not trying to get to orgasm. We're not trying, we're trying to see what's here now. And Mm -hmm. if we maintain our awareness here for Mm -hmm. longer than usual, what might occur? What is possible? Yeah, yeah. Most people don't have a space to do that. You know, it's just expectation and and obligation set in. Did you you see that Goop special on Netflix? Um, and Jaya's work with the black couple and how he thought he was sexual. And then all of a sudden he experienced energetic orgasms and he starts, I mean, you, you have no idea what your body will respond to until you get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) And they're willing to learn something different. You know, if you're like, well, I have to orgasm or I have to penetrate or then you're not, you're not on the path to something new. Correct. So even if you just take them off the table for a day or a session or a moment and see, well, what else is possible? Then you've opened up a thousand new folders of possibility, you know? Absolutely. And with when I work with couples, even I wrote the book about bondage, I don't know, 2012 or something. And then I've created an online course. Um, and so it's, it, it is for couples or lay people or single people or whatever to learn all these techniques. So there's the Art of Bondage, which is based on the book, and it has a few videos and a lot of journal questions. And then the advanced course has over 100 little short videos of giving you instruction in all these different techniques. So you can figure it out. And when I work with couples, I like to say, and many sex educators do this, have a little lab time, you know, Wednesdays at yeah. seven from seven to 745, we're going to work on our flogging. Or when you're playing or in session, you feel more confident in your skills and you know what they like. And so having that time outside of 
intimacy, just to kind of learn the technical stuff mm-hmm. can be really, really important for couples. Do you know, that's beautiful. I, I call it workshop sex, so like get yeah. home and have workshop sex where you have an hour that's experimenting rather than we're actually trying to get somewhere or this is our time and it's so heightened because it's the one hour you have. No, have it outside of that and then bring what you learned into the intimate moments. No, Correct. And you, can give, and you can give feedback, right? Because in Bondasage, you're not talking or listening or, you know, I mean, so, so you could be, oh, that doesn't feel good on my thighs. I like it better in the middle of my back, you know, and, and, and you can get feedback on your partner in the workshop and then translate that to the journey that you take your partner on later. I had this, and I got to put it up on the website. I had this amazing testimonial from a guy who bought the course and said, I was a genius and that, and, his, and that his wife was really skeptical and he introduced it in very, very small ways. So first he put the blindfold, then he put the headphones, then he put the cuffs, but didn't tie her down. Then he tied her down. Then he just did the soft stuff. And after a few times, you know, he was able to do a a three hour, I was really blown away by this. He did a three hour sequence on her. And at the end, she just said, oh my God, this is my life. I had no idea. And then she turned around and did it to him. And he said he had the biggest orgasm of his life. He was cracking up. He was laughing so hard. And turns out that he is a neuroscientist. And he said, what we're doing in Bondasaj is we're building up the erotic energy and then spreading it out and building it up and spreading it out and building it up and spreading it out. And so that increases pleasure. That increases the, it will increase your orgasm, but it's also a really amazing thing just to increase your creative sexual energy. I don't know about you, but I love being turned on all the time. I don't have to get off. I love being turned on and juicy and hungry, you know? Absolutely. Oh my God, you're speaking my language. Because I I say all the time, (laughs) I see posts on Facebook where someone will say, oh, I haven't had a lover for 20 years. Oh, me neither. I haven't had a lover for five years. I'm like, you can just be in a state of pleasure, in a state of making love with the universe. Like just be on. You're not missing out. You already have everything in you. And I think, you know, I don't know from a neuroscience point of view, but I know that although maybe science couldn't map it, the slower you go and the more focused you are and the more awareness you bring to the body, there are arousal systems that get Mm -hmm. switched on that you Mm -hmm. miss if you just go straight for the cock or straight for, you know, for a quickie. Nothing wrong with a quickie once in a while, but if you really want to expand consciousness and grow and evolve and have just mind-boggling pleasure that you you just cannot have if you're fast you have to take time to wake up all these systems in the body that just maybe aren't mappable by science but they are there and I learned that from Barbara Corellis in Urban Tantra in her Urban Tantra book talks about primary, secondary, and tertiary erogenous zones. Mm. So your primary could be your nipples and your genitals, and your secondary could be, you know, the inside of your elbow or your armpit or the inside of your thighs. And your tertiary can be your pinkies. Now in Asian modalities, your pinkies and your little toes are connected to your genitals. Mm. And so just playing with the tip of the pinky very slowly can be really erotically charging. And however would you figure that out unless you kind of took everything off the table to see what else is possible? Right. Do you know one of the, um, I'll call it neo-tantra trainings that I did, we were given homework to do in between sessions and 
so this guy and I got together and this particular homework was he had to, he had a cup of water. I was laying down and he would put his finger in the water and he would slowly move one finger around my lips, Mm -hmm. around and around. And we had to set a timer. I think it was for 45 minutes. Oh my God. And I was having (gasps) orgasms that I cannot describe to you. Wow. And I would have thought I would hate that. He was so present and so mindful. And I think that there's some energy pathways from the lips to the clitoris. There there has to be because on some clients, some male clients, oftentimes I'll put my fingers in their mouth or something and that will get them over the edge and things. So that totally makes sense. And it's kind of like oming where you just stroke the part of the clitoris, you know, from two to four for 15 minutes. You're just doing this. That is amazing. Did he switch switch ways or did he do it the same way all the time? Or I don't remember. My guess is that he did switch ways, but not much. Yeah. You know, that he would stay one way for a long, 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 long time. Because I always thought I would be bored out of my mind. And I probably was to begin with, to be honest with you. I was like, okay, so this guy's got, you know what I mean? And then after a while, I was like, well, let me get into this. Let me feel it. Let me focus where his finger is. It was mm-hmm. like, well, actually, I can feel in the central median of my body, something's awake. Okay, well, let me follow that. And then it's like, oh, gosh, my genitals are turned on. Like, oh, you know, and then suddenly it was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's turned on. Ooh, and that's ooh, all he was doing. Yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah. I would do it with, you know, your fourth finger, your ring finger has the least amount of strength. So that's the, probably the, the finger that I would tend to use. And, oh, that's brilliant. And, now I'm going to do and that. And I have to say, <laughs> you probably know this, but if different fingers feel different. Certainly I know if different fingers penetrate me, like I couldn't stand the thumb inside me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what energy is coming off the thumb, but like, no. <laughs> so Correct. that's yes. the Yeah. Which one you would use? Oh my God, I could right. talk too long. But I want to ask. <laughs> so we've talked about how it started. We've talked a bit mm-hmm. about how it's evolved. We'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about like your courses and how people can access this stuff themselves. Mm-hmm. So you started off doing it yourself. Then you started Correct. training practitioners to do it. Correct. And, and then, then I got started- trainers to train practitioners to do it because I didn't want to travel. Right. And now everybody can learn it online. You do not learn the sequence. The sequence is only for certified practitioners and that's only through a trainer. And that's when we train you one-to-one over two days for bondage or three days for bondage and Alicia. What you're learning in the course, it's like all the spices in the cabinet, but I'm not giving you the recipe. I can give you a general outline, but I'm not giving you the sequence. The sequence is copyrighted. The sequence is the secret sauce that the practitioners have been trained to do. And they and they can vary it however they want to. So yeah, so now anybody can learn these techniques um, online. I created, like I said, the Art of Bondage and the Advanced Art of Bondage. You can get both courses. I'll give your listeners a link for 50% off and it's just bondage.com forward slash five zero O F F. And that'll give you half off and I'll give you the link. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So where, where I point them to the podcast, it'll be linked to your website and linked to the 50% off as well, which is so generous of you. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I want everybody to experience this and I don't want to travel because I live at the beach. Um, (laughs) 
so so we can both get our our needs met. Um, and um, so there's that. I also have a separate website called Bondage for Couples, and that's where I advertise the trainers. The trainers. Um, are practitioners who come back and retrain with me again. And we specifically kind of focus on how to work with couples. And so that's kind of, I get permission for anybody to work with couples, but they've actually been trained to kind of work more with couples. Mm-hmm. I We talked about it earlier when I created this and, and trademarked the name and copyrighted the sequence, I trademarked the name in the United States and now in Australia and Canada but I didn't trademark it worldwide. So there are a lot of people in the UK that say they do bondage that have not been trained by us. And I think the only two people in the UK are you and goddess Cleo and everyone else is an imposter basically. And because I do not own the trademark because it was $20,000 to get the trademark globally, I think it's like 5,000 for the UK and it might be worth it to do that. But, but really there are a lot of people out there and it has gotten so mainstream. I created this in 2008. So in 13 years, it's kind of gotten out there where bondage is kind of a generic term like Kleenex or like tie and tees and things like that. So people are calling it bondage, but I don't want them calling it bondage unless they've been trained by us, right? right? Because it gives the clientele the false information that they think they've gone through this course, you know, this certified course. And so what they might be getting is some version of a kinky erotic massage, but Correct. it's not necessarily the bondage standard. Correct. Or safety Correct. or whatever. If, they, if that person hasn't been trained, they could say they're doing kinky erotic massage and offer that. But if they say they're offering bondage, then that's a different thing. Correct. Yeah. And I've had a lot of doms come and say, you know, well, I do the same thing you do. Can I be up on your I'm like, I'm no, because I have a sequence. I have a sequence and I'm training you in the sequence and I'm certifying you in the sequence. Legally, I can have nothing to do with your business and nothing to do with your prices or anything else, but you're not doing my sequence. So call it tie and tease, call it mistress massage or dom massage or whatever, but don't call it bondage because bondage is specifically this sequence, similar to Bikram yoga, right? Bikram yoga is 26 choreographed postures. And people can, so now they call it hot yoga. They, you know, they, mm-hmm. they branch off. So they copy it, but they got to call it something else. You know, tie and tease has been around for billions of years. I didn't come up with it. It's been around forever. All I did was put it into a sequence and put a name on it. And that's mine. Yeah. Right. And there's also your health and safety protocols. And there's, you know, like right. if I, I would want, if I had something like that out in the world, I would want to know that a practitioner was that I up to my standard, basically, you know, Absolutely. not sound like a snob, but I'd want to, to know that. And so, you know, that it's, it's important, isn't it? To protect Absolutely. the thing that you created. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's Absolutely. just amazing. Really. Like I think we said it was 11 years ago. I saw you. So just after you were teaching. Right. Training. So I created in 2008. I think you came out in 2010. Yeah. It's amazing. My first time in California, in fact, first and only time in California. Yeah. And so then, so now, you teach couples, you've got an online course that's for anyone. I looked at some of the videos earlier. It's awesome. 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 And I know you've got the short, book. short too. I mean, if my okay. attention is like anybody else's, they're like three to five minutes. It's like, you're not, you don't have to watch an hour long video. It's like, here's three to five minutes. And also for people in the sexuality industry, if they want to become 
certified bond massage practitioners and they can't get to a trainer for in-person training, Liana in Australia will offer online training. And that's done over Skype, over 10 to 12 sessions. You know, you bring your own demo model and she, she does a really slow, detailed teaching of the sequence to you through Skype. So like she's trained somebody in Brazil or, you know, if it just, it's, the geographics make it so you can't get to a trainer. You can now learn this and be certified in this technique and have my, and be able to use the Bontessage name and be part of this community online. And that's the other thing. And, and this is kind of a side thing is I, I am not a group person, right? I am not a kumbaya group person. And the thing I've learned with this is sex work can be very, very isolating and I've been really pushed by several people to create a community and I have Zoom check-ins every two weeks and we do a retreat and we do masterclass and people really love that they can talk to their colleagues because in this business, it can be really isolating and we are all so supportive of each other and so helpful to each other. So I feel blessed on that, that I learned how to do that because I'm not that type of person. I'm not right. a <laughs> thing, isn't it? Something like this, mm-hmm. an offering wants to be born through you. It, it will yes. change and evolve you as it as it comes through. And so over these what 12 or whatever many years it's been, the business has grown, the offerings have grown, you've grown and changed. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, poetic, really. Right. The last retreat, we do a three-day retreat in Chicago and one of the, and my sister comes to do the cooking and my sister is an extrovert. She will talk to everybody. And I am such an introvert. It's like, I have to go downstairs and hide for a little bit. And one of the practitioners was like, you know what you should do? We should do these five times a year. We should have five day retreats. And I'm thinking, I would rather cut my wrist with a dull butter. (laughs) And I'm thinking, that sounds great. Why don't you put that together? And you know, trainers to run those. Oh my God. You know, this, when I do retreats or even do masterclasses or even do training, I have to have two days of downtime afterwards. It's I'm great one-on-one and I'm great in person, but I am so open. And I think you are too open energetically that is fucking draining. And I want nothing and just to hide in my cave afterwards. So yeah, Yeah, I'm a real introvert too. One-on-one great you know, and one-on-one for some time, you know, come for a day, come for, but not groups for long. (laughs) Mm -mm. It's exhausting. But it's beautiful that there's a community there and they can, they can run extra things and you can Skype in, you know, for an hour and then bye-bye, I'm off to the beach. (laughs) Right. And and going forward with the retreats, the trainers are stepping up to, to teach different things. So it's not all me. So it's like the trainers can teach different different parts because everybody has some kind of brilliance that they can bring, you know? That's the fun thing about retreats or, excuse me, our masterclasses is everybody's showing everybody else the things they do, you know, right. the toothbrushes right. on, the, on the toes or the ring finger on the lips. Or Letters in the hands, yeah. Or the stilettos in the hands. That was so hot. Thank you for coming. I want to um, just say for anyone who's listening that if you're an individual who wants or or couple who wants to experience bondage, you don't have to be 
or consider yourself kinky and you don't have to consider yourself submissive or dominant or anything like that. You can just be a person who wants to explore their sexuality, which is part of the beauty of bondage. I think most of the men that I've done bondage for, about half of them would identify as submissive and wanting to explore that. And the rest of them are just like curious, newbie. What's it like to try these things? So many of my clients are alpha males who are into mountain biking and extreme adrenaline things. And this gives them the option to let go and receive. It's that balance. They're used to running everything. And this is the first time that they can let go and actually receive. Yes. And be forced to be still because they're tied down. (laughs) No, it's genius. I'm, I'm grateful to you for creating it that I got to kind of come along so early. And I'm so grateful to talk to you today. It's just, it's amazing to hear how it's grown and how it's impacting more people. And we were talking just before we came on here and I was thinking it gives people permission to go into new parts of themselves Mm -hmm. that they might not ever get into otherwise. Like you say, if they were afraid to go see a dominatrix or they were, didn't consider themselves kinky, they might not explore this stuff. Whereas this is a great permission giving session that, it's like an introduction to stuff. Although if you're really into it, it, it can be for you as a, right. as a you can go, you can go further, right. Yeah. You can go further and you can go deeper and, 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 and different and different. And, you know, it's like, what is kinky anymore? You know, I mean, it's just kind of sensation play. It's sensation play and tantra is big in sensation play and smells and food and yeah and kinky also is relevant isn't it like right. you said some people will say i'm not kinky but i i like spanking <laughs> it's like and some people will be like don't do anything weird to me and like what's weird to you you know Absolutely. And yeah like, well spanking is weird it's like okay so for one person spanking is kinky for another it's not correct. it's always relevant correct i remember driving down the coast with donia in the back and and talking with another person in the business, we were talking about fisting and she's like, <laughs> like, we're just talking about shop. We're talking business, you know, job yeah. stuff and her, her mind's being blown and, and we forget how, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Professionals, we need to remember to take the newbies and really cherish them and not take them for granted because it is, I remember the first time I had nipple clips on it, like blew my head off, you know? So I try to, I try to keep that in mind too, for people that are brand new. Yeah. Same. I love, I love newbies. Like it makes, even now it makes my mouth water a little in a good way. <laughs> I know. I know. Cause it's like, we'll see what your body wants. Your body, yeah. your body's going to tell me what it wants. Your body's going to tell me what you like. You know, you might think you like something, but your body is going to, mm-hmm. and, and that, in BDSM also comes up with, that comes across a lot of times in BDSM where someone will come in, say for a strap-on session and say, I want you to fuck me with the biggest dildo you you have. And then they can't take your pinky, you know? <laughs> so it's, this takes all that out of the way. I'm just gonna, you're not even gonna know what I'm gonna play with. We're just gonna play with a bunch of stuff and see what your body responds to. And we'll go from there. That's it. I'm gonna play your body like a musical instrument and we're both yeah. gonna have fun. Yeah. Genius, genius. Thank you so much for coming on here. I'm going to put all links to everything and everywhere that people can find you and the courses and your generous offer and anything else that needs to be given will be in the show notes. And is there anything else that I haven't asked that we should talk about? I think we've covered everything. I don't think so. I think we've covered everything. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so Just, much. Yeah. You can get a lot of stuff at the dollar store. You don't have to spend a lot of money on equipment. There you go. That's the last thing. You do not have to spend a lot of money on equipment. You can go to the pharmacy, to the hardware store, and to the cookware store and get once you start, your eyes get open to all the possibilities out there for sensation play. So that's really that's fun. A great point. And you know, I like to use my body and my hands and my mouth and whatever I can as much as possible. But you know, I used to teach when it was new in this country, when the intersection of tantra and kink was new here. I used to kind of go and teach it at festivals. And I used to give out wooden spoons that I bought for like 25 pence. Right. And say, you know, obviously you have to be careful and learn what it can and can't do. But, uh, you know, back of a wooden spoon, got some go in it. Or see how many different ways you can play with a wooden spoon, right? The flat is stingy. Turn it on the side and it's study. Hold the, hold the spoon and hit with the handle. It's different. Put a condom on it and fuck them with it. <laughs> how many different things can you do with this wooden spoon, you know? Yeah. Right. I love it. That is a brilliant place to end. Not because of that but I like to make it accessible and that yes. makes it accessible so beautiful Jaleen a million thank yous to you I can't wait to talk to you again <laughs> thank you so much Rebecca it was fun thank you for listening to the sexual alchemy podcast I'm Rebecca Lowry and I am super excited to invite you to the upcoming online festival of sexuality is taking place online april 7th to the 10th 2022 and you can sign up for free on my website and using the link in the show notes below i've got an incredible lineup of superstar presenters with fascinating topics around sexuality pleasure intimacy and more it's free to sign up and you'll receive news special offers and everything you need to join us for four days of fun learning discussions and celebrating being the magnificent sexual being that you are <laughs>